welcome to Blaze University with your hosts, Spencer and Allie. Class is now in session. <laughs> Class is now in session. Class is now in session. Happy New Year. I mean, it's not New Year for us as we're recording it. It's actually Christmas Day. Merry Christmas! <laughs> when this episode drops... It'll be 2021. I know. That's crazy. Well, right today it's Christmas. I'm basking in the Christmas spirit still yes. right now. But I am very excited for 2021 energy. Me too. And I am super excited about those piggy and the blankets that are sitting in my <laughs> kitchen that you made. I Yeah, I was surprised, Allie, with pigs in a blanket we're having christmas brunch after we record this episode and and we did christmas eve dinner last night with kfc i even surprised spencer with making some good old Ah! southern dressing yes i was it was delicious um it was fruitful it was amazing there's no fruit i know know. (laughs) that's not what that word means it was bountiful it was lovely Um, it was really good better than stuffing yeah Better than stuffing. It was a, it was, it's been a good Christmas. It's been a good holiday. And I know that a lot of people are at their own homes right now and not with their family and stuff. So we share that as well with everyone. We just, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yes. So this week, we actually kind of have a surprise because since we started doing this, um, our intention was never to like make this a podcast about educating about cannabis because truthfully, there's you a million of get that everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But we decided that we would do a special episode where we both picked a cannabis topic and actually research some of the stuff that we act like we talk, know what we're talking Allie about. Allie actually researched. You guys That's and me. That's the theme of this podcast. Spencer's a dedicated halfway in life. I, I, do, I do the bare minimum. But that's okay. You guys love us for everything that we are and not what we aren't. So we thank you for that. And that's not even all full true. Mm. She's like a half dedicated half three fourths of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try hard. I read a book this time. I read a full book. I know. She even has notes. Yeah. And they're like, it marked. I have, I have <laughs> post it notes, post it notes outlining the different pages I'd like to go over. So, yeah, we did a ca- cannabis topic. Allie's going to go first, and then I'm going to go second. So. This week I decided that I was going to talk about terpenes because we talked about it in one of our first episodes and how terpenes matter so much more than like THC percentages and I don't, I don't even know what terpenes are. Okay. Well, so I'm so excited. <laughs> it's actually a lot fascinating because I kind of knew and like everyone's kind of explained them. They're the essential oils of the plant kind of. Is it the sticky icky like it's stuck on your finger from the plant? I think so. Okay, cool. Or it's made in that. That's the like trichomes. Uh-huh. I think. <laughs> okay. Let me <laughs> go over my notes. Yeah. Okay, cool. And we'll go. So. The definition of terpenes is, this is really scientific, a large class of hydrocarbon compounds constructed from five carbon isoprene units that are combined to produce a great variety of skeletons. These skeletons are then acted upon by various enzymes to add functionality and altered oxidation that processes ultimately leads to a wide variety of effects produced by terpenes. 
Yeah, no, I didn't really understand so that. So science happens. <laughs> and then it makes a terpene. <laughs> Essentially. Okay. Um, they are major biosynthetic building blocks. Okay. And this one was like, I didn't even know steroids are derivatives of the terpene squalene. And terpenes are in everything. Okay. So all plants have terpenes. Okay. Um, they are the primary constituents of essential oils. So they're not like the actual essential oils, but they're like what helps make the essential oils. Okay. Um, they, and the reason that plants have them are for plant defense against disease resistance, um, and attraction of pollinators. Okay. So it's kind of like their pheromones. Okay. So, like, you know, like a skunk sprays to get rid of predators. So, mm-hmm. like, to plants, they don't smell good to their predators because they don't want them to eat them. Mm-hmm. But they smell good to, like, the bees and, like, the pollinators. So they, like... Got it. That's what it does. So it produces the plant to... Uh, it produ- okay, got it. It produces from the plant. Yeah, like these scents, the yeah. pheromones, yeah, kind yeah. of. But they have a lot of other benefits besides just scent. But it's not the actual, like an actual oil itself. It's something that makes up, it's like a particle of, yeah. quote unquote, whatever the oil is mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay. Um, and this, I wrote this down, but the one terpene that has major applications mm-hmm. is natural rubber. What? Yeah. Rubber is a terpene. Like natural rubber is a terpene. I don't think I know what natural rubber is. But, like, it's rubbers made out of plants. But, like, that's cool. (laughs) What's a natural... Somebody tell me what a natural rubber is, please. Yeah, please. Like, (laughs) DM us. (laughs) Email us. I didn't go that deep. Um, So, this kind of shows that, like, terpenes can be used in all sorts of ways. Um, There are other different scales of, like, terpenes. Like, turpentine is a mixture of terpenes. What? Um, that's crazy. Then you, and that's obtained from pinene, which will go over mm-hmm. the major ones in cannabis. I'm just going like terpenes in general yeah. right now. Um, rosin is also another like product. And then you, and that's created for like inks, varnishes, adhesives. Um, terpenes are also used in fragrances, flavors, um, cosmetics, cleaning products, food and drink. And one of the, like, major aromas, like, hops from beer is a terpene. It's, like, from a terpene. cool. I didn't realize that terpenes were in other things other than cannabis. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So they're, like, in all plants. Yeah. Um, Even, like, all of the plants that scatter your house, they all have their own, like, terpenes. Terps. Love it. Um, So when we're talking about cannabis, they really provide the aroma and flavor of cannabis. Um, and, but they don't, like I said before, they mm-hmm. don't just like provide the scent and the flavor. They actually interact with the cannabinoids in cannabis yeah, and the THC in cannabis and they can change the effects. So depending on what terpenes are in your cannabis is going to determine what effects that you feel from smoking. Okay. Um, 
And I wrote this, each cannabis cultivar, which is a plant variety that has produced cultivate, has been produced by cultivation by selective breeding, has its own unique aroma and distinct terpene content. Um, so each single plant has yeah. its own thing. Um, and that's why, like, people think weed smells different mm-hmm. to each person. And tastes different. And it's really important when you're choosing your weed. Like if you go into a dispensary or you see something to pick something that smells good to you. Yeah. Because it's probably going to be more beneficial for you. If it smells good, it's probably going to interact better with you. If it smells good to you versus if you smell one and you're like, mm, Ooh, that doesn't I don't smell good. Yeah. Um, because of the fact that it's like made for people who it smells good for. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. They are, I already said that. <laughs> um, And like, so we talked about hops. So the main terpene in hops is caryophylline, car- mm-hmm. beta-caryophylline. And that's also one of the most prominent ones in cannabis. Oh, cool. And there's no distinct difference between wow. the terps. So they are literally the same thing from hops so I wonder, or cannabis. It's weird that I wonder, I've never, I don't know what a hops plant is, but like it, so what you're saying is it re, it has relations to the canna, the cannabis plant, I maybe? Don't, I don't know so much about hops, yeah. but I do know that it is like, I believe like a cousin or something of cannabis, but like, it's okay that we use hops in making beer, but yeah. like, you know, of course, cannabis is like a no-go. Yeah. Um. But what they're saying is, like, the terpene in hops is literally the mm. same terpene in cannabis. Like, there's no distinct difference. There's no change. It's the same one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's dope. I mean, uh, I yeah. So different terpenes make the – basically terpenes – you can like breed a plant to have the terpenes you want in it, but like, is there a chance that like it might not? So they're not really like breeding them for like terpenes, the ones that you want. Each plant is going to have its own like terpenes regardless. Okay. So certain plants have like a pine tree has a lot of pinene in it. Yeah. And you can maybe breed it to have more pinene in it. Mm -hmm. Possibly. I mean, like, with breeding these days and, like, how you grow it. Because how you grow a plant depends on, like, how the terpenes are going to turn out and, like, the percentage of how many are in there. Um, But it doesn't necessarily mean that you can, like... It could be, like, a free-for-all. Like, you breed two plants together and it's like, ta-da! Once you test it, yay! It had this one, this one, this one, and this one. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you're like, you're right. So, uh, the hairs on the plant, like the trichomes are the little sticky bits, right? Uh-huh. And the, they're my favorite. They're so pretty. I love, <laughs> I love, I love that. Same. Um, and that's what makes the terpenes and the cannabinoids. Yeah. So it creates THCA and CBDA, which are the acid forms of THC and CBD. So before they're decarbolized or like heated, your weed, it's THCA. So then when you, like, light it up, it turns into THC. Did you know that? No. Yeah. So, like, everything, if we're looking, like, I'm showing her this. 
So like this right here. A nug, a beautiful nug. Has THCA. Okay. And then as soon as I put it in my bowl and mm-hmm. I put a lighter to it, it's THCA. So that's why when you're making edibles or THC. Yeah. When you're making edibles, you have to like decarb, decarb. before you make the edibles because you have to turn what the THCA. What if I wanted to smoke THCA? Then you don't? They make isolate <laughs> oh, okay. for THCA so that it doesn't turn into THC because THCA has its own, own benefits. Yeah. Got it. Um. So more than 200 terpenes have been discovered in cannabis. Um, most of them are only present in, like, present in low quantities. Yeah. Um, so why does the cannabis plant produce them at all? Because it's angry. <laughs> I don't know. Because evolution. Um, so- <laughs> You're not even going to quantify those answers with a response. Love it. Okay. I just love your responses. Basically, it's um, terpenes are like their defense mechanism versus, like I said before. Um, And they believe, like, why is there so many of them in cannabis is that over time, um, they've had to, like, come up with new defense mechanisms. So they constantly are changing their terpenes because of the defense. And then they also mentioned that, like, human breeding – of the plants as well as probably contributing to how many different terpenes yeah. are in cannabis. Um, and then, like I said, like if you grow plants indoors and control the environment, then you have a better like terpene expression mm-hmm. depending on how you grow them. Um, like an excess of nutrients for your plants can inhibit terpene oh, expression. Yeah, um, harvesting too early can cut off trichomes and that can hurt. Terpenes. I didn't want to go like fully into the grow because yeah. honestly, growing cannabis Next is a thing. Level. And like, I, I have my friends who grows. <laughs> I ask him questions all the time, and I'm like, okay, so wait, how do you breathe this? How do you do this? How do you? And he, yeah, he he he's so nice and answers uh-huh. all of them. Yeah, but I still don't understand. I've grown every time I've ever grown weed, it has molded because I've only ever done outdoor grows, and it just it like one day it's beautiful and it's great, and the next day my buds are being like just have mold all over them. So, <sighs> yeah, I've never tried to grow. Yeah, don't have any desire. Maybe tw- maybe that's a twenty twenty one thing. I'll I'll go for. Yeah, maybe. Give it a go again. On your bucket list of Spencer tries. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Spencer tries. (laughs) The year of yes. (laughs) Um, So, like I said, the terpenes also support the other cannabis molecules, which is called the, like, entourage effect or the ensemble effect. Um, They play a considerable role um, in not only tempering the intoxicating effects of THC, but also creating synergy with the other cannabis cannabinoids yeah um although there have been hundreds found there's only like a few that are very prominent Mm -hmm. so i picked 11 out of the most like prominent ones that are found in cannabis to kind of talk about um one of the most prominent is myrcene it is um either strain is dominant in one or both okay like it doesn't matter. So um, it is very anti-inflammatory. Nice. It is helpful in treating ar- osteoarthritis and can help allevi- 
alleviate pain. And strains that contain more than 0.5% of myrcene have a sedative effect, while strains containing less than 0.5 um, produce energizing effect. Hmm. And so strains that are high in this are Pure Kush, El Nino, Himalayan Gold, Skunk Number 1, and White Widow. Then the other one is Beta-Karyophyllene. It's um, found in hops, cloves, and rosemary. It carries an herbal aroma synonymous with those plants. Um, it is anti-inflammatory and pain-relieving properties, at least like in animals that they've shown. And it is the only terpene known to act on the endocannabinoid system. So like it's the only one that like affects your endocannabinoid system by itself. Okay. So like all the other terpenes react with your the cannabinoids in the plant, uh-huh. which then will do this, but this terpene doesn't need another cannabinoid. Like okay. it can just help affect your endocannabinoid system, system by itself. Okay, cool. And then you have pinene, which is most known as like the pine smell and like love pine it. Trees. I know it's one of my favorites. Um, it also has anti-inflammatory properties and may help protect you from ulcers and improve airflow to the lungs. Ooh. So I did. I thought that was interesting. That is like interesting. it helps you breathe better. Um, this one's my favorite terpenine. Terpenine, <laughs> uh, and it's limonene. Which is found in citrus fruits like oranges and lemons. Um, it's commonly used in a variety of natural products such as cleaning supplies and fragrances. It could also boost the immune system, alleviate heartburn, and even is used to dissolve gallstone rich in cholesterol. Hmm. And strains. That's dope. Yeah, that's this. I did my notes wrong. Um, um the next one we're gonna go. <laughs> Is terp- terpinoline. Yeah. And this is also a herbal citrus aroma. It's mostly in rosemaries, conifers, lilacs, and apples. Um, it's a potential antioxidant, and it is found to have sedative prof- properties. And it may even be used eventually to help decrease cell proliferation associated with cancer. Wowza. And then you have humulene, which is a common cannabis terpene that is also predominant in hops. It is present in sage, cloves, basil, black pepper, ginseng, and carries a hoppy aroma. Um, it may be effective as a topical anti-inflammatory Love and pain topics. reliever. And then there's linalool, which is like the one that's found in jasmine and lavender. Ooh. And it's a floral aroma. So it's typically used in like soaps and perfumes. It also reduces inflammation. Um, It has been found to inhibit the growth of fungal infections outside the human body, um, like yeast infections. It also is an anti-convulsant and sedative properties. Oh, nice. This is cool. I didn't know all these plants had all of these terps and, and stuff these are like just, that. Oh, my God. There's so many of them. Yeah. And this is just, like, the predominant ones in fucking cannabis. Wow. Um, 
You have ah, I love I love like lemon Larry. Like, I love <laughs> that's like, lemoning. Yeah, and that's why I love like, like I love I, lemon Larry. It makes sense now. It's one of my favorite strains, and lemonine is also known as like an energizer. Mm-hmm. So like I typically will go for a strain that has lemonine because it's going to wake me up. It's going to be more energizing. Wow. It's better the for more me day know. daytime. Yeah. Like it's a good daytime. It's not going to be like. Um, cause we talked about it and sometimes you have an issue where you like smoke and then you're like, oh my God, I can't do anything for yeah. the rest of the day. But if you choose something that has certain terpenes in it, then that's going to affect you differently. So it may be like you smoke and you can go work out or you can go do this. Like I do lemon Larry yeah, all the I'm time gonna before to, working out. I'm going to have to learn more about it and give it a go because I, yeah, I've never gotten this much into the science of it, which is pretty cool. I did. I read um, what really got me interested because I know you have that book is like the Women's Guide to Cannabis. Mm -hmm. It was really well written Uh and easy read. Yeah. Like I gave it to my stepdad to read and he really enjoyed it too. I would let you borrow it, but he still has it. (laughs) But um, like they break down the science and the information in such a consumable way. Whereas, like, what I'm going at now and, like, the notes I found and mm-hmm. stuff are, like, way more scientific than yeah. that book. Scientific. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um. So, the last thing I kind of went over, um, there's the Bizabol. I'm saying that Bizabolol. And this one's, like, typically found in chamomile. Um, it has been thought to heal the skin. So, you know, like, how chamomile is healing for the skin, mm-hmm. then this is very, like, healing for that. Ooh. I have – I need to slather that all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me some visible. <laughs> um, and that's why, like, chamomile baths are really good. And it's not necessarily the chamomile itself. It's the terpenes in it. So, and then there's the whole, like, we talked about, you know, like, how the THC doesn't matter. It does matter. Like, yeah. it's going to matter somewhat. But if the right terpenes are in it, then that's going to make the effect different. Way different. Yeah. Because yeah. you could have a 25% pre-roll that is high in humulene and then one that's high in limonene, and they are going to affect you completely different and one may get you blitz yeah and one you may not feel at all wow that's so interesting the yeah and it's going to be different for everyone because it's how they interact with your Mm. body and your chemistry and everything's different um so the other last thing i wanted to talk about um that has to do with terpenes is the indica and sativa so i've heard a lot about this going around in like the cannabis world um but We say indica and sativa and hybrid a lot. But these were actually created, these labels, before we even really knew about terpenes. So you can't, like, they're not even, like, that good of labels. Like, I've heard there's no such thing as a true indica, no such thing as a true sativa. Everything's hybrid. Because, like, if the terpenes that are in a plant, yeah, it sounds, it feels like an overarching label of, like, Sativa would be maybe categorize a couple different terpenes and put the potential effect of those versus like I don't even I think I don't but like there are sometimes like there's indicas that um have lemonine in them yeah. and I'm like oh, how's that gonna make me feel you know Weird. or they have because to me okay. lemonine is more of a sativa yeah. dominant so I would also recommend like don't 
fall onto the labels. Don't just buy a strain because it says indica Mm -hmm. because you want the effect. Like look into the sedating terpenes that are available and go with that. Versus our friend Danielle just walked into the house. Yay, she's here. <laughs> Continue on, my friend. Sorry, I could not acknowledge her. <laughs> Distraction. Um, so that's why, like, you don't want to necessarily be like, oh, this is indica. I'm gonna yeah. buy this. This is gonna put me asleep. Because yeah. if it has a bunch of limonene in it and like the other ones that are energizing, then it's not gonna put you to sleep. Weird. So pay attention to terpenes. That's I so recommend cool. some, but sometimes. The a lot of brands don't have the terps on their packaging or no. on their like like on they don't tell you about it at all. I didn't even know what it, it really existed until uh Pink Haze. Yeah, that's how and I love the fact that they do mm-hmm. um I'm not sure if it's on their packaging, but they do have the cards like mm-hmm. up that tell their terpene profiles and yeah. more and more are starting to do that. You're gonna find more terpenes in like science. Um concentrate which this Mm. is another thing so in the process of making concentrate all the terpenes are destroyed so they literally inject the concentrate back with terpenes to give it that flavor and taste what what do you mean like like give me an example of something that like what do you mean like like okay so like a dab yeah a dab concentrate so, so the process press, of making that they, yeah. destroys all of the terpenes. Oh, my God. So in order to get that flavor that you typically would get from, like, a dab pen yeah. or, like, doing a dab, um, they have to inject it back with, like, they mix in terpenes again. Wow. So they mix in, like, a mixture a, of a terpenes. Or, like, what a – sorry, not a waste. I don't know how I feel about that. What a – I mean, yeah, so like, do with what you will with that information. I've kind of known that information. And well, I, I don't like do it, dabs anyways. But, like, but that's like, why some dabs are, like, super fucking flavorful. And some dabs are just, like – They all wreck me. <laughs> the end. The accurate end. <laughs> information, guys. I did a – Allie gave me a dab, a baby dab on my 30th birthday, and I died. Did we already talk about this? Just, <laughs> I died. But, okay, okay interesting. Why do okay? Well, uh, who do you think the person was that found out that like that there were no terps left? <laughs> do you think they? Found I mean, them? I don't know. I I have no idea. It's it's so sciencey, like the growing and the creation of like concentrate yeah. and how they do it, like meticulously, like. It's above my head. Even like growing, like the way that they do the nutrients and like the industrial grows and like hydroponics i it's a new world for me like i would love 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 to like go and like learn and i need to get a grower on here and just have like a list of questions for the grower and they won't get to talk at all because you and me will just be like i don't understand what are you talking about tell me about this more we'll get through like one question (laughs) i was gonna say let's do a tour of a grow but at the same time it would be like that'd be cool I would walk out of there and still feel no, like I no didn't learn anything. <laughs> oh, well, that was so cool. That, did you have any more any more info? No, That's so cool. That okay, now like, I know what terps are. Yeah. Do you feel- I feel they're in every all, – almost all plants. I don't necessarily know if it's all plants, but lots of plants. They are part of the, like, woe there system, <laughs> the defense system. And they – uh, all have different effects, and you never know what you're going to get. Terps. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm super stoked about that. Good lesson, Allie. Thank you. I'm glad I taught you something. You did. Um, hi, Danielle. Hi. Um, it's my turn to go. It's my turn to go and do a topic. You guys, I actually read a book. And it's going <laughs> to seem like I didn't read a book. <laughs> Allie, shut up. I read books all the time, but they're smutty vampire novels. But that's okay. Yeah. So this book is called Token. Wait, wait, pause. You read smutty vampire novels? Yeah. I, uh, do we need to talk about it? Right <laughs> yeah, actually. You can't just glaze over that. I'm I like, really can I borrow like, them? I good? have a guilt. My guilty pleasure is trashy romance novels. And I'm on book 16. Of a the Black Dagger Brotherhood, <laughs> the Black Dagger Brotherhood, and I feel like someone told me that was a good book series. Me, no, I'm the only I person didn't. in the whole world who's no. It's really good. I she goes nuts, like she goes off the rails, starting in book like eight, nine, ten, or whatever, and it sucks. But like you're so invested in the characters that like you can't not like. There's not even enough sex in it anymore. It's just like who is this pr- character you're bringing in for no reason to talk about nothing. Thing. Like it's really, sh- but I have to finish because I have to know what. How many happening. more books are there? Is she still the, I think it'll go on forever. There's like a whole other like series that's connected to it that now I have to read because they bring up something that happened in the. And uh, the, 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 anyways, <laughs> I read this book called Token Women, <laughs> a four thousand year history, H E R story, history of women in marijuana, by Nola Evangelist. Uh, nope, that's not how you say it. Evangelista. <coughs> Evangelista is Evangelista? With, yeah, maybe, sure. Um, my friend Stromstrom Sarah Barra gave this to me, and I didn't read it until two days ago. But it is good. And in it, in it is like starting from like the beginning of time, and it's all about women and weed. And so there's a lot of women featured in this book. And I cannot read them all. So we're just going to – I post-it noted quite a few of them, and we'll see how many we can get through. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is the goddess Ishtar, whose aromatic herb was – oh, and please, you guys, I'm going to butcher all of the words in this, so don't judge me. Um, Kanuba, which means cannabis, in t- um, 2300 BCE. Take my little post-it note off. Um, do you know what ancient Samaria is? Uh, yeah. Do, do you really? Okay. It, wasn't that like the goddess that we talked about in the mermaids? No, wasn't no, that's she a place. From, oh, Ishtara? She was from Ishtar. ancient Samaria. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The one cool. that you like, the Atas. Tagarsis Maybe. or whatever. I don't know. I'm just trying to... F- I didn't do research on the research. Yeah. So anyways, Ishtara was held in high esteem as a heavenly monarch. Um, Her temples have been found at virtually every level of excavation. Um, The Ishtara gate to the inner city of Babylon. I don't know where the fuck is Babylon. Okay, you're talking Middle East. So like okay, Iran, cool. Iraq. Cool, cool, cool. Um. She was also called the Queen of Heaven. She was compassionate. Um, she was a compassionate healing deity. Her medicine kit likely included plant allies, a clay pot probably used for distillation of plant essence into medicines, was found at a Sumerian gravesite circa 5500 BCE with the herb called Sim 
Ishtara, meaning aromatic of the goddess Ishtara. Um, as the land of su- summer um, began became a perpetual battlefield, Ishtara became the goddess of war and destiny um, and became more sexualized, even as women were restricted from education and the healing arts. Um, and mankind's first written story, the Epic of Gilgamesh. That's why I picked this. I read the Epic of Gilgamesh. Would you believe that? Because I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, you read so many vampires. <laughs> I've, I've heard of the Epic of Gil- Gilgamesh, but I don't think. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you I about know it. what it's about. Um, in 2000 BCE, the cruel king Gilgamesh calls Ishtar a predatory and promiscu- promiscuous woman. So she went from being a healer to a promiscuous woman. Um, <laughs> oh, why? And, because a man. Yeah, right? And he rebukes her advances just before taking off with his buddy in Dooku. I did not say that right. I made that up. To chop down the great cedar forest. Gilgamesh's rep- um, a repudiation of Ishtar... Um, some sc- scholars say signifies the rede- rede- rejection, I can't talk, of goddess worship in favor of patriarchy in ancient times. So then in ancient Babylon, around the spring solstice, people celebrated uh, the resurrection of their god, Tamazu, who brought back um, from the underworld his wife slash mother, Ishtar, and pronounced Easter in most dialects. Flowers, painted eggs, and rabbits were symbols of the holiday then and now. Okay. Yeah. So she basically was a queen um, goddess, and she had weed in her healing uh, kit. And then Gilgamesh fucked her up and fucked her name over. So that's that one. Yeah. Anybody surprised by that? Nope. nope. Not at all. <laughs> um, Princess Yukoke. UK, okay? Yukoke? Okay? Yeah. Some scientists discovered the remains of an elaborate tattooed mummy known as Princess Yukoke um, in the Altali Mountains in 1993. She was buried with six horses, saddled and bridled, um, her spiritual escorts to the the next world, and a symbol of her um, evident status. Uh, She was also – it looked like she was a healer and a holy – woman um lots of people thought she was an ice princess but they were just saying she's a healer um or maybe she was possibly a high priestess um this is 404 bce along with the sheep and horses and ornaments made from felt wood and bronze she was also buried with um cannabis containers containers filled with cannabis i mean i'm not surprised yeah me either um, but like, I'm more surprised by. I know this is a tradition, but like, we're gonna bury people with like a whole thing of horses. <laughs> like, yeah, that's such a waste. Well, what if? Uh, <coughs> I yeah. mean, I know based off of their beliefs, like they thought they were, or they need them. Yeah, and well, life. But yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be just throw me out into the world. I, I guess. mean. I, People laugh at me when I tell them how I want to go. Yeah. So. Um, it was thought that women used cannabis to aid in childbirth. So a lot of um, remains were found to have uh, cannabinoid residue found um, around them, in them, and all kinds of stuff. So I bet it helped with childbirth, especially back then when they didn't have like an yeah. epidural. Yeah. So then I'm I'm skipping along because there's so many people, but like Helen Helen of Troy has cannabis in her life. Someone named Princess 
Jezebel. I don't know who she is. Um, Jezebel? Yeah. Like Jez? Jezebel. <laughs> okay. Stop it. Jezebel also, the word, that would be a cool lesson to do about how the word Jezebel has changed throughout history because, like, at first it was, like, a name meaning where is Bell, and Bell was, like, a god. Um, and then throughout history it changed to mean something bad, and then we took the word back. Women took the word back. But we're going to um, the goddess Pavardi. So, um, and her consort, Lord Shiva, 400 BCE. Okay, so like India. Yeah. Um, I also learned about this in college. Um, but uh, legend has it that goddess Pravardi, wife of Hindu um, god Lord Shiva, brought cannabis to humankind. It seems like Shiva was busy frolicking on the mountaintops with various nymphs when Pravardi, left alone at home, discovered a cannabis plant growing in her garden. When Shiva returned, Pavardi put some of the plant into a pipe for him to smoke. He did, and therefore the two invented uh, – or he smoked it, and therefore the two invented tantric yoga, and it saved their marriage. So because of cannabis, tantric yoga was created. Um, rather like Adam and Eve um, – here, the woman who discovers a magical plant, which is forbidden in the Bible, and it was like the first controlled substance. Pavardi is the Hindu mother goddess of love, fertility, and devotion, along with Lakshmi, I think I'm saying that right? Lakshmi. Yeah, goddess of wealth and prosperity, and Saraswati, goddess of knowledge and learning. The f- they form the trinity of Hindu goddesses. Two of her forms are Dragu, goddess beyond reach, and Kali, which is goddess of destruction. She is the mother of Ganesh. To, the- to this day, worshippers in India drink Bang, which is cannabis milk, during the during the Shivardi festival, celebrating the marriage of Shiva and Pravardi. Women in partic- particular uh, <coughs> practice devotions during this time. Um, Pavardi was believed to be the sister of the goddess Gange, Ganja, Ganja, the personification of the sacred river Ganges and the term for cannabis leaves in flowers that are smoked. Um, there's, yeah, they're Bang and Ganja are said to reside side by side on Shiva's head while he dances on the body of a dwarf who embodies, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, <laughs> ignorance and laziness. Anywho, this woman basically gave her husband Shiva cannabis and life is good. Yeah. Mo- okay, then there's like a lot more. There's like ancient history in Asia. There's ancient history um, in Victoria, like Victorian times, um, all kinds of good stuff. The Bohemians. I'm going to go to uh, Louisa May Alcott. Really? Yeah. The woman was best known um, as the author of Little Women. Um, She started to contribute to her family's income at age 15, um, and she was a servant before earning an income with her pen. She began – this is all boring. I just want to get to the weed part. But um, she was a nurse, and she um, contracted typhoid fever, and although she recovered, she would suffer from the poisoning effects of calomel, a drug laden with mercury then used that was then used to cure typhoid. So she used this horrible thing to get rid of typhoid, which had mercury in it. But starting in the 1860s, um, a company made um, maple sugar hashish candy in Philadelphia, and um, 
and she tried it at an exhibit and she loved it and she made short stories that um about a socialite who en- um enjoyed hashish bonbons and she yeah she wrote all about it and did it and it was great <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, now I'm going to skip through, like, a lot, a lot of history. But, like, do you know any of these people? Um, Mary Todd Lincoln. We all know that her dad owned Hashish Farms. Anyways. No, I did not know that. Oh, know that? <laughs> oh. yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, sword part of history. Maud Gone, Isabel Urbanart, Gutrid Bell. Any of these ringing, ringing a name? No. Um, Alice B. Tolkis. Princess Violet Murat, Iris Tree, if anyone knows any of these people. We're going to Josephine Baker. Who's that? A world-famous dancer um, indulged in marijuana in court- according to her, uh, like, autobiography. Um, she was... Uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, Philip Leshening, who was a 23-year-old bass player in Buddy Rich's orchestra, recalls in the book, I remember once Josephine invited several of us to come to her dressing room and try her very good reefer. Uh, <laughs> he went down um, with a trumpet player, and they smoked pot with Josephine Baker, but the marijuana didn't affect her performance ever. Um, according to Leshing, because she was always high. Yeah, um, she had this gorgeous gold loving cup made for Buddy and the band. It was like a trophy, like the Academy Awards. Um, and they filled it with marijuana. She gave it to us after her last performance. Um, Baker's biography speculate that she may have first smoked marijuana with her lover, who used to mix hashish with tobacco in his pipe, um, with Prince of Wales in Paris, and. Uh, had to be taken out on his feet every night because he was dead drunk and stoned. Um, she was born to a poor vaudevillian entertainers. She began working as a live-in maid. Um, at age eight, she quit school. Uh, and lived on the streets. And then she went to Paris. And then Ernest, 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 Ernest Hemingway called her the most sensational woman anyone had ever met. Um, she adopted more children than Angelina Jolie, and she was, <laughs> and she was je- decorated by France for her work um, uh, for the rena- resistance. In 1963, she spoke at a march on Washington at the side of Martin Luther King, wearing her free French uniform um, and her medal of something, something, something. Do you have I a picture of her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I've heard of her. I yeah. just Josephine Baker. She was a performer and a humanitarian. I didn't know much about her. Yeah, she was pretty cool. Uh, Billie Holiday. This is kind of a sad story. But yeah, Billie Holiday was fucked. Um, by 1933, by the, or excuse me, by the 1930s, even before marijuana was criminalized, Billie Holiday's name had become kind of a password among marijuana smokers who had formed an ad hoc network, network of users across the country. The popular singer began to smoke marijuana in the early 1930s when you could buy a couple of joints for 25 cents. Can you imagine getting joints for 25 cents? A couple of joints. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, she but was, back then, that's got to be like a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, in 1937, uh, she was in a recording session, um, and she managed to co- convince the record company that marijuana smoked he smell wasn't a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they wrote the songs "I Must Have That Man," um, leading to a lifetime of collaboration between her and Lester Young. Um, 
Unfortunately, Holiday was hunted down by no less than Harry J. Ass- Anslinger, the first and longtime drug czar who engineered laws and international treaties banning marijuana. So this guy went after her for years and years and years. Um, and uh, they, what is it? He was, yeah, he def- he nailed her. <laughs> he tried nailing her, but ended up becoming an admirer. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm reading. But anyways, the, 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 um, people went after her and like narcs and stuff like that. And, uh. In 1957, narcotics agent cl- agents claimed that they found a small amount of heroin in um, her hospital room, and they handcuffed her to the bed, and she died there at age 44. How fucked is that? She got sent to jail uh, for 14 – was it 14 years? She was busted for a lot of shit and went to jail for a long time and kind of had a, a really un- unhappy demise. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. All because drugs were banned and shit like that and war on drugs, war on drugs. Racism. Yeah. Was I? Yeah. She. Oh, let's go back. Where are you? I, I lost my page. She. Yeah. Where does she end up? She's dead. But um, the one FBI agent actually ended up liking her that was supposed to track her all the time. But then um, – her manager, who used to beat the shit out of her, collaborated with the guy, the FBI agent, and she was forced to go cold turkey in jail from all of her years of substance abuse and stuff. And, yeah, it was pretty fucked up. Anyways, Anita – fucked up. Sad. Anita Adays um, is kind of fucked up, too, I think. Yeah, she was arrested for pot. <laughs> Do you know who Anita Aday is? Yeah. She um, is, like, a jazz singer, um, and she was, like – a one white girl who could compete with, I don't want to say compete, but was in the lines of like Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday and Sarah Vaughn. Yeah. She could like sing. Yeah. She could sing. Oh. Um, and she loved weed as well. She'd been smoking grass really when she was a kid. Jazz but, scene. Yeah. She was huge in the jazz scene. And, <coughs> um, Unfortunately, she was arrested for pot herself in 1947, and she did four months' time, and afterwards that led to heroin use, um, saying, she said, if they're going to call me a junkie, I figured I might as well be one. That's really depressing. Yeah, she had six, after 16 years of addiction, she kicked the habit and came back to tour Japan and Europe, establishing two record companies um, and wrote an autobiography. So, I mean, good for her, but weed was pretty dope in her life, and she was a definite um, proponent of uh, marijuana use. Um, Candy Bar was a, <laughs> was an exotic dancer. <laughs> Um, excuse me. And she had various jobs, but she, um, she ran away and then she developed a strip tease ass or strip tease act that had a 10 gallon gallon hat, pasties, scanty panties, and a pair of six shooters and cowboy boots. That was her main act. Um, she was arrested for having a little less than four-fifths of an ounce of marijuana concealed in her bra, and she maintained that she was framed by the police, and she was holding it for a friend. She <laughs> Oh, she was um, convicted to 15 years in prison. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, not- How much? A, um, less than four-fifths of an ounce. Yeah. 
It's four fifths of an ounce. Yeah. So I don't know, but small. Almost but, an ounce. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she but was still. in jail for a really long time. Um, before her incarcerate incarceration, Barr trained actress Joan Collins for her role as an exotic dancer in the 1960 movie uh, Seven Thieves, earning her a credit as a technical advisor. Um, she was pardoned or paroled, and then eventually pardoned. Um, but she was in jail for a really, really, really long time. God, that's for weed. Yeah. Margaret Mead smoked weed. We don't have to talk about her. Maya Angelou smoked weed and loved weed. We don't have to talk about her. Whoopi Goldberg, we all love and we all know that Whoopi is a weed head. Love it. Susan Blackmore um, was an author of some, or is a a psychologist and she smokes a lot of weed and is a huge proponent of um, cannabis use. It's just crazy. All of this book is filled with so many women. I was like, I kind of want to borrow that book now that you've read yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I've skipped so many people because there's not enough time. Patty Smith. Oh, there's one person here. I'm like, let's rip the page out. Uh, Sarah Palin. <laughs> fuck you. Wait. <laughs> Sarah Palin is like for weed, but she's like. Yeah. I cannot claim. I can't claim a Bill Clinton and say I never inhaled. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Yeah, I I don't know. She she wants I don't know. She wants full legalization. Good for you, Sarah Palin. That's one great thing. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge, Lily Tomlin. I got to talk Melissa about Melissa Etheridge for real because oh, she like yeah. performed at Pride like not this past oh, yeah. year but the year before. And she was lit. Like there was no way that she was not lit up there performing. It was so funny. I was like, yeah. get it, girl. She had cancer and um cannabis alleviated her pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just yeah, she has she's such a, a trooper for yeah, for she's weed a rights. very big advocate for it too. Yeah. It's crazy because I wanna do like the the war on drugs because it like went from being cannabis candies and buy joints and stuff to literally like you're going to be in jail for 14 years for it. Yeah. And it's just insane. Like overnight they made cannabis like this horrific. And do uh, you like know why? Have you like looked into it? No, I don't. I haven't researched a lot of it. But I really recommend that you do because a lot of it comes to like, um, it's about race. Yeah. Like it's a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's about the type of people who mm-hmm. at one point mainly partook took in it or you know it's like a way of controlling the population but it's really interesting we should definitely do that as a topic yeah yeah lily tomlin's the best her and jane fonda are both in this book I and they love- i love i feel like i am Li- lily tomlin's my spirit animal Oh, my gosh. Even though she's, like, full-blown lesbian. <laughs> like, that's okay. <laughs> I fucking love her. I, do I just too. watched um, 9 to 5. With that's her, what it's talking about in this book. With her. Yeah, Dolly. And, yeah, and they all get high in yeah. that. And it's so amazing. And because I love her on Grace and Frankie. That yeah. show is, if you've not watched Grace and Frankie, you need to turn on your Netflix and, and do her, yourself yeah, a favor and watch, and watch that. them. Yeah. She said that she's absolutely loved pot her entire life. And I agree with you, sister. Um, And the last person I had earmarked in here was someone named um, Carolyn Garcia, who is the first wife of the Grateful Dead guitarist Jerry Garcia. And she was nicknamed Mountain Girl. um, And she was arrested. Or, yeah, she someone was arrested 
for pot in 1965, and she openly told news reporter, um, I'm not weeping with remorse. Oh, yeah, she was, was she arrested? Somebody was arrested. I don't know. You guys, I clearly didn't. I read it. I read a whole book. I'm not going to remember every part of it. But um, she was gifted with four marijuana seeds um, that she br- that someone brought back from Vietnam by a veteran and grew them so re- well uh, that they resulted in buds that were considered too strong. Trained in science and interested in the, the then unknown feel of organic gardening, she began growing several other cannabis strains from seed. Um, she decided to write what was a set a book called Primo Plant Growing, something something marijuana, I can't read. Uh, the book quickly became a bestseller, so she basically sold How to Grow Weed books. Uh, she's just really freaking awesome. She serves on the advocacy board to the Marijuana Policy Project that helps shape the Women's Visionary Council. Um, she's just really dope. Um, I was definitely a seeker. I would question every single thing. That was my sort of style, she told an interviewer in 1997. She embraced the movement towards a broader spectrum of cultivars containing THC and or CBD. She said, it's now become like a wine or a brandy in the industry. So, yeah, she did a ton of great stuff. There are so many women in this book. It's crazy. Um, I know. Pick it up. Token women. I am done. (laughs) I'm stealing this book. Cool. This is really cool. I don't even know who some of these people are. Yeah. Elizabeth Taylor. Yep. Um, let's see. Jennifer. Well, that one's not super surprising. Jennifer Aniston's in yeah. there. Miley Cyrus is in there. There are a lot of like. Oprah. Yeah. That one's kind of surprising. There's a lot of like old, um, old like m- m- the history ones too. There's yeah. like ancient um, Egypt, ancient uh, like Babylonian women, uh, all ends of the like in, in France and the bourgeoisie and all kinds of stuff. It's it was a really great book. It was a great read. That's awesome. So well, thank you. Yeah. Really Thanks like everybody. <laughs> Happy fucking New Year. <laughs> Happy twenty twenty one. May twenty twenty one be better than your twenty twenty. Yeah. And we'll see you guys soon. Yeah. On with the next one. I hope you learned one thing about a, to- a talking woman. <laughs> Uh, and my very like desciencified. Oh, I love it. Terpene. And if you are a grower or you know a lot about terpenes, please do not hate at me. Just like <laughs> nicely send me a DM that tells me that I'm wrong. <laughs> yep. So anyway, are you ready? Yep. Class is dismissed. dismissed.